Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 127 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Rebecca. Rebecca lives in Boston, Massachusetts, where she works for a biotech company as a sales rep. Welcome, Rebecca. Hello, everybody. So glad to have you here today. The day that this comes out, Christmas Eve. Exciting. (laughs) I know. I know we're recording this in October, so we're not Christmassy here yet. You're not Christmassy there. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. I know. I know. I haven't (laughs) bought the first gift yet. So by the time it comes out, I should be finished. (laughs) (laughs) The lights up, all the gifts. Right. I tell you what, though, this year we need a little bit more Christmas than usual. 
I so agree with that. This year has been so difficult. I, I feel like for everybody, not just because of the jobs, but, you know, being lost, but obviously. Yeah, it's been, it's been a very, very tough year. So yeah, family. Oh, Come God, on, 2021. We'll be yeah. ready, for, ready for a fresh start. I am so excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. Me 2021, too. hopefully great year. I'm going to call it now. It's yeah. going to be amazing. Well, Rebecca, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Yeah. So I kind of wanted to go through a little bit of my history um, so that people can kind of get a better idea, but I essentially have kind of had an athletic build my entire life. I had swam competitively for years, ever since I was little up until the end of high school and then even kind of into college. So I was in great shape, but I remember specifically, I've always been kind of body conscious, I guess. And I remember one event specifically in my past that really affected me, I guess. I had an ex-boyfriend at the time, this was in high school, and he had commented on how I needed to lose weight. And that like, from then on, I just remember being obsessed, I guess, about it. Isn't it funny how those little comments can just like strike like daggers? Yeah, it's and it really hurt me because at the time I I thought I was okay, like and I was. Now looking back, of course, I mean, I was so healthy and active, but it really just hit me hard and then from then on it was just a constant, you know, oh my god, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight and yeah. So, after that, I I have always been in high school and college, somewhere between 130 and 140 And how pounds. tall are you? 5'5". Five, five. Okay. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm 5'5 I'm five, five as well. And that's a really healthy height yeah, for 5'5". Five, and, five. and also, I bet you are solid muscle with all that swimming. Yes, I was at the time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so much anymore, but oh, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I was always athletic and healthy. But then I basically, I graduated college in 2015. And after that, I had a really bad breakup. And for some reason that hit me so hard. I mean, we'd been together for a long time, but it basically sent me into this depression spiral. And I I threw myself into three jobs and I had lost, I think like 15 pounds at the time. So I was really too thin for my frame, my height. But then after I kind of slowed down to one job, I started to have kind of obsessive thoughts about food and uh, actually was eventually diagnosed with the binge eating Mm -hmm. disorder. And was that the first time that you'd ever had that issue with the binge eating? Yes, that was the first time I've ever, because even though I was in high school and I had always kind of thought about weight, I'd never really done anything about it because I think in the back of my head, I knew I was healthy and I was okay. But for some reason, after that breakup, it really shook me. And I then started to binge eat and become obsessed with food. And, you know, I I would restrict all week and then I'd plan the weekends, like what I was going to eat for a bit, like for you know, my binging sessions, right. it's so horrible, but. And, you know, I want to, want to put out there that, you know, you were restricting a lot during the week. Mm-hmm. And what we know from the research on over-restriction is that it actually leads you to naturally 
binge. You know, I talk about this in Fast, Feast, Repeat, and it's really, really hard. And then, and it's a cycle. You over-restrict, your body sends you the signal, binge. You do because your body is trying to keep you alive, and then you feel guilty because you feel like you are weak, but really, it's your body in control. It would be like if you tried to hold your breath a long time, and your body said, breathe, (laughs) breathe, and then you took a whole lot of breaths in. You'd be like, why am I so weak? I can't, but, but it's your body keeping you alive. I think it's the similar kind of a thing. Exactly. It felt like a weakness, but it also felt like a, like a fail. Like I just right. failed. And it was such an unhealthy mindset. Looking back, I, it was just terrible. So yeah. So, so basically I, you know, I had struggled with binge eating and I tried all a couple, couple of different diets, obviously calorie counting. That was a big one. And at the time there was also a big hype, I guess, around if it fits your macros. Yes. I so, that. oh my God. So I was like constantly counting my macros. And, and at the time people were saying like, oh, you know, this is a lifestyle. Like I, you know, it feels so good. I can eat what I want as long as it's within my macros. And I remember just being like, oh my God, this is not a lifestyle. But I thought something was wrong with me because everyone on the internet, right, they said, you know, oh, this is great. I, it's working great for me. And I just, for the life of me, I could not get it to work, right? Because I would still have those binge is. Well, and, you know, with me, I, I tried all those different counting things as well. And I, you know, luckily missed the, if it fits your macros, because I was. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> well, I was already, I mean, I saw people talking about it, but I was already at my goal by then. <laughs> so, woo! By, by 2015, so when yeah. the people really started talking about it. But I would, of course, see it in the Facebook groups. People mm-hmm. talked about it. They all always abbreviate it, I-I-F-Y-M. Yes. If you say I-I-F-Y-M, that means if it fits your macros, exactly. I know the lingo. Yeah. But, exactly. oh, you know, I, I don't like counting, weighing, measuring, tracking. You know, it led me to eat just things out of boxes and pouches. And you 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 are like, I can't eat this avocado because I don't know what it is. Instead, I'm going to eat this lean cuisine. You're like... Yes, that is so true. I, you know, I would buy, I also tried Weight Watchers and it was the same kind of counting, but you're right. It was, I would gravitate towards packaged foods because the calories and all the macros, yeah, they were right there. Isn't that sad? Yes. (laughs) Or I, you know, they even have those silly uh, Weight Watchers bars, like those desserts. Instead of having like, I don't know, a baked apple with cinnamon or, you know, something much more delicious. That would be and hard healthy. to count. Yeah, I know. Well, because sometimes the apple—it's a medium apple. Well, what the heck is a medium apple? I get it. Yeah, right. it, we make it so uh, much harder than than it has to be when we try to to do all this counting, and then the body doesn't really count it like that anyway. I know. Well, I know that now, right? But I didn't know that at the time, and I was so strict about calories. Like I think it had me on like twelve hundred calories. That and sounds like my number. Yeah, and if I, I always was, did that. Oh my God. And then, and, but then, you know, it was horrible was like, if I went over even by like 50 calories, I'd be like, Oh, my day is over. So I might as well just eat all the donuts and you know, whatever. Cause I ruined it. Right. Right. But 50 calories. I mean, geez. Anyway. So yeah, I, I kind of had done all of those diets throughout 2015 to uh, actually last year around November. And I'll kind of talk about that, but basically there was just this over, overwhelming sense of failure. Right. I think we can all appreciate that we felt like that in our diet history. 
we felt like failures because we tried so hard. You were counting, you were trying. I was trying like really hard, but then every weekend I just, it was like, I couldn't take it mentally and I was hungry and I just, you know, and, and I remember eating like, like when I, this is when I knew it was a real problem when I was, had my binge eating issue. I, I ate an entire loaf of bread and I didn't even want it. Like I just ate it because I look back at that and it just, it makes me sad. And I, you know, now I tell everyone about intermittent fasting because it's like, it truly has made my life so much better. And so whenever I hear of someone that's having those same issues or, you know, whatever, I always kind of, not only do that, do I tell them about intermittent fasting, but I tell them about, you know, your podcast. I also listen to the intermittent fasting podcast and that's what really got me into the whole intermittent fasting lifestyle. But I always tell them, you know, listen to these regions books, like, you know, I, and, and then I obviously encourage them to do their own research, but I just feel like I need to scream it at the top of, you know, the rooftops. You know, and that's, that's me too. And that's why I, I wrote my first book and started my first group and told everybody I knew, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's funny to see my Facebook memories pop up because there'll be a Facebook memory back from before I had Facebook groups. And I'm like, hi, everybody, I'm doing intermittent fasting. You know? yeah, <laughs> and my, yeah. I don't know, 150 friends I had at the time. I don't yeah, even yeah, know, yeah. but it was way back in 2014. But, you know, we just want, you're like, look, I found this. This is it. I'm no longer feeling crazy. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced proteins, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that fit in beautifully to my cleanish lifestyle, and the food is totally window-worthy. Tonight, we're having barbecue sweet potato tacos with cabbage and carrot slaw, black beans, corn, and cheesy tortillas, and they come with Green Chef's chimichurri sauce. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. This podcast is supported by FedEx. 
FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Exactly. And it, it completely, well, I, so I can kind of talk about, you know, how intermittent fasting has helped me. But also, I, I did kind of want to just continue okay. quickly right. about how, so, so essentially, after, during that time period, I had, I was, I started at like 130, 140 around there. I had then between 2019 March uh, to that time in 2015, I had gained about 20 pounds or so just in those years, you know, lose the weight and then you gain five more, right? And then lose the, and then gain five more, right? So it was just a constant battle. And then basically in 2017, I actually had a really rough year. Um, and that's when a, a majority of the bulk of the weight came on during that time. I had broken my foot and then a month later I lost my mom. So it was like, yeah, it was just this horrible swirl of difficult things. And that really, I I basically used food as a comfort. And then on top of that, I couldn't walk. So like I was not active, right? It was, it was, it was a really bad time. And that's, you know, like I said, when the majority of that weight came on. But then in 2019, in March, and I remember this specifically um, because it was when I started to really gain weight. I, Like I said, I'd had some tough times, obviously. So my doctor for years, like two or three years by that point, had been constantly uh, telling me to like go on antidepressants and I have insomnia. So she was saying like, you need to take insomnia medication, like, you know, whatever. So I find I, I kind of had met my wit's end and food was a major part of that. So I was just like, okay, fine. Like I'll go on the medication that you want me to. And from March, 2019 to November, 2019, I had gained 40 pounds. Wow. And what, what, what did that bring you up to? 212.0 specifically. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I was... Two ten point zero. Yeah. So okay. So you I know. know exactly how you felt. Yeah. And it was horrible. And I remember just watching the scale going up and up, and I felt like there was nothing I could do. I was always hungry, and I had this massive pit in my stomach that I just felt like I could not fill. And I remember thinking, and I remember when I hit two hundred pounds, I remember thinking, okay, like this is my life now. Like this is what's this, I'm just going to be obese for the rest of my life. And then I'll never forget it. In September, I had, I don't know where exactly I found intermittent fasting, but I somehow found it. And I, I got sucked into all these YouTube videos. And basically I had found Dr. Jason Fung, his uh, YouTube videos and the one about the biggest loser study. And also this analogy really blew my mind when he talked about the fridge and the freezer 
it just completely blew my mind. So I love that analogy. Can you can you tell it? Do you remember it well enough to tell it? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, at least from my understanding, please correct me if I'm wrong. I will. <laughs> so he was talking about how you fill up your fridge and your freezer. And if you're constantly taking out of your fridge and refilling it, you're never going to be able to access what's in your freezer, which is all your stored fat, to use that as energy, right? Yeah, so and, and constantly think yeah. about the freezer as being like in the garage or in the basement. Yes, and you're exactly. not like you're not going to go all the way down there if you've got it in the fridge. Yeah, right, and and I loved how he also because I also bought his book. I loved how he also talked about how calories in and calories out. It's not just that simple, right? Like you're, there are so many other mechanisms going on. It's just, you can't count the amount of calories and say, okay, well my daily, what is it? Total daily expenditure. E-D-E-E. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also yeah. something we saw a lot in the I-I-F-Y-M. You they know, talked about your T-D-E-E. <laughs> Get your T-D-E-E and subtract 500 yeah. and then do this. Exactly. It'll work. And if it doesn't, you're just really bad. You're wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're lying. And yeah, that, that's exactly the mindset. Exactly. And so, so anyway, he, how he was talking about how, you know, calories in and first calories out doesn't really work. Like your body's so much more complicated than that. And I am, I graduated with a degree in biology, so I am more skewed towards science anyway. So I really appreciated that. And it was the first time you know, because he had explained how, you know, when you lose all the weight, your metabolism slows down because your body is trying to get used to this new normal of lower calories. Right. And so, I mean, it completely changed the way I looked at dieting. And so basically in September is when I started, but I was unsuccessful, I should say, because I had tried 16-8 because that's what everyone online had been talking about and it had worked for them and, you know, it was great. So I tried it and I felt like it didn't resolve my binge eating because I was still basically in that eight hour window. I was fitting breakfast, lunch and dinner and then snacks so these little, it would still be like little meals and I was never fully satisfied and I, it still felt like a diet to me. Anyway, so I did that for a month kind of going on and off and I was always really hungry too. Oh, and also I should mention during September, I started to get off all the medications that I was on because it wasn't, yes, I was sleeping, <laughs> which was fantastic. I hadn't slept a normal amount of sleep in a long time, but mentally I was so broken and I knew I had to get off. So anyway, I, I gradually in September with doctor supervision, of course, started to get off the four medications that I was on. And also, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but during the time, during that time, I had gone and seen a, not a psychologist, a psychiatrist. And have you ever heard of Vyvanse? Vyvanse? Yeah, Vyvanse. Is it for ADHD? Yeah. So this is how desperate I was to lose the weight. Basically, there was this psychiatrist that I had gone to, and she had recommended Vyvanse for binge eating. But when I looked into it, because 
I had known, I didn't know anything about that medication, but I guess it's, it's highly addictive. And the fact that I was willing to take, I was willing to take this medication just for the hope that it would make me stop binging and gaining weight. And, you know, I didn't take it because that was kind of when I found the intermittent fasting thing. And I was like, okay, let me give this a try. But I just think it's so interesting and kind of sad how, you know, we feel like our bodies are not doing what we want them to do. So we will, you know, throw our entire life into this drug that will, you know, help us lose all this weight and whatever. And it, I don't, that just makes me so sad. Me too. And, you know, I just looked it up real quick while you were talking and it is, it's ADHD, but also binge eating disorder. I didn't know it was prescribed for binge eating disorder, but it makes sense knowing what I know about, you know, being a teacher for 28 years and a lot of children who were on ADHD medication, one of the side effects was they couldn't eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They lost their appetite. Exactly. So, I mean, we saw that. And, and like, I remember children who would just get so very thin while taking ADHD medication because they just really had no desire to eat. And so exactly. I, that makes that makes sense. If it shuts off your desire to eat, then that was my whole thing with the, with the diet pills that I got from a doctor, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I was that desperate, too. It's just, it, it's really sad. Did um, you take the Vivans or not? No, I didn't end up taking it because that was when I kind of had found intermittent fasting and I was determined you were, to make you were it work. You going to do it, yeah. Yes, because I so heavily believed in the science. But I had also, with the Vivans, and sorry if I'm saying that incorrectly. I right. but Vivans? Vivans, yeah. yeah. I had kind of thought to myself, okay, yes, in the short term, it will fix things, but in the long term, I'm not learning to fix my mind, right? And the way I think about food, yes, it will stop me from eating a lot. But when I eventually get off that medication, I'm not going to be able to be on it forever. I could see how, you know, my habits could come back, right? Because I'm hungry again. Also, when I, when I finally decided I didn't want to put my body through that anymore and I was never going to take diet pills again, I had a massive rebound weight gain. I mean, it was huge. So it, in the short term, yeah, I was wearing smaller pants, but I felt shaky and terrible all the time. I felt like I was on some kind of uppers or something. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the rebound weight gain. And that was, I was never obese before the diet pills. I only became obese after the diet pills. So I think that they, they affected my body metabolically in a really bad way. So, you know, sometimes people will ask in the Facebook groups, they'll say, you know, my doctor said I could take, you know, X, Y, Z to help my appetite while I'm getting started. I'm like, don't. You want to regulate your appetite naturally. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I can't underline that enough. Right. But I think now a days, I guess everyone will obviously, oh, well, even before, I mean, everyone wants this magical fix, right? And so then if a doctor puts this drug in front of you and is like, you know, this is going to work, like you will just, t- you want to take it because at that point, I knew that I was not able to continue living how I was living and be happy. I was miserable. And I would, like I said, I was counting calories. I was trying all these things and nothing was working. So I thought, you know, oh, this will be it. But luckily I had found intermittent fasting and that, you know, uh, made me diverge that path. So, so in that, in September, 2019, like I said, I had tried the 16-8, wasn't really working, but then I wish I could say how I found it, but I found the intermittent fasting podcast and it 
blew, again, blew my mind because I had only ever seen, uh, there were a few people that were doing like alternate day fasting or 16, eight. And I had tried the alternate day fasting and it was really rough. Right. Oh yeah. Especially <laughs> really if you're rough. new. Well, right. Exactly. And so now I think if I ever tried it, it might be better, but I know that you say that you can't really sleep well if you're, and I already have trouble sleeping. And if I'm hungry going to bed, I'm, I'll be up all night. Yep. That's me. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say I'll never try it again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like I will. I mean, I guess if I started to struggle with my weight at some point I would, but since I've gone through menopause and I'm now on the other side, I feel like I'm going to be fine. I'm not going <laughs> to, I've been really worried about menopause. I have to admit, even though it's been going well, mm-hmm. you know, that there could my, you know, hormonal things could change at any minute, but I have it in my back pocket. So I'm not going to say never. Right. You know, something could happen. Right. Well, and that, that's how I feel too. I mean, right. not in menopause, but still, you know, I get it. I don't want to ever throw that tool out of the toolbox. Right. But for right now, it's not in my wheelhouse, I and guess. Some people sleep great on it. I know. That's what I've heard. A lot of the moderators of my Facebook groups use um, either a 5-2 or 4-3 kind of approach. But You know what's so funny, actually? I I remember in 2014, I had met, uh, I think she was maybe around 50 or so, um, and she was, this was in 2014, and she was alternate day fasting, but for religious reasons. And I remember the family and I, we were all like, you can't do that. Like you're going to die. Like you're, st- you're starving yourself. And she was just like, no, I mean, look at the research, like blah, blah. And I didn't bother. Cause I was like, Oh no, that's like, crazy. Th- that is yeah. crazy. Like you are doing so much harm, but it's so funny how, you know, things could change. Cause even now, I mean, people know about intermittent fasting, regardless of whether or not they're doing it, they've heard of it. So maybe it won't seem as jarring, like a shock of, Oh my God, you're not you're not eating, you you know, but yeah. So anyway, I, I basically, I'd found your podcast on November 4th. I'll never forget that day, November 4th. And from that day on, what I liked was that I had, like I had said, I'd only seen 16, eight or alternate day fasting and neither of those were working for me. And then when I listened to you and Melanie talk about the OMAD, you know, one meal a day or whatever it was, I realized that there were other options. Right. And so at the beginning, I was very strict with a, like a, I think I was at a six hour window then. And I know that's not OMAD, right? Because I would usually eat kind of like two meals or, or like basically I would have a big meal and then a smaller like snack before bed. Um, and that worked really well for me. And that's still kind of what I do now, but I'm a little more intuitive with it. So I love that. Yeah, if I'm not as hungry, I won't eat, you know, until I'm hungry. Or if I say I'm like starving one day, I'll open my window at, so I do a, a evening window and I'll open my window at like three if I'm really hungry. That doesn't happen a lot, but I allow myself to do it, which I, it's, that is what makes it even more like a lifestyle is that I know there's flexibility there. I, I want to eat within a window because it, it's how I feel best. But knowing that I have that flexibility of, yeah, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. Or if my friends want to go out to brunch, like I'm not going to not go just because I'm in a you know, fasting window. Um, I want to enjoy that time with my friends, right? So are you still fasted right now? It's 
Oh yeah, four thirty. Me too. Still fasting. We started yeah. recording at four p.m. and so I don't like to eat till after I finish recording. So I, I actually have been kind of my windows naturally adjusted a little bit earlier recently. Oh yeah. Because I'm, oh. I'm not well. I'm not drinking wine at night anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really, <laughs> that shifted it a lot earlier just because I've been. I eat my dinner and then I'm like, all right, I'm done. So I'm usually closing my window around seven. Oh wow! Now, yeah, and so, but you uh, you go to bed earlier I than do. I do. Yeah, I do. I go to bed early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a night owl, so I will stay up. I mean, obviously, I have insomnia, so it's even worse. But I'll stay up really late, like one, two o'clock okay, in the morning. No. So stopping at seven is That's, not yeah. good for me no. personally. My circadian rhythm is shifting a little earlier. Yeah. I wish I was like that. Honestly, well, I, you got to embrace who you are. My friend Sherry Bullock and I are starting a podcast, Life oh. Lessons. Have you heard me talk about that at no, all? No, I, I, I haven't. We've got a Facebook group, Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry. And by the time this podcast comes out, it will already be out because the first episode comes out December 2nd. It's going to be on exciting. Wednesdays. I'm so excited about it. But our first episode, we just recorded it and it was about sleep. Ah. And we talked about the different sleep chronotypes and how you can take a quiz and figure out um, what your sleep chronotype is. I'm going to predict you're a wolf. I, well, I don't know what that means. Well, but stay I, up really late. Uh-huh. Well, or you could be a dolphin. Hmm. Now you need to take the quiz and then email me and tell me. What is it called? Dolphins have trouble with insomnia. Uh-huh. So What's you, that quiz called? Okay, I can't remember the name of the quiz, but look up Dr. Bruce, B-R-E-U-S, I think is, is how you spell his name. Dr. Bruce, and he has a sleep chronotype quiz, and I am a lion. Which means I wake up really early, <laughs> you know, very productive actually, in the morning. I think I heard you and Melanie talk about this on one of the most recent podcasts. Now that's ringing a bell because I remember you saying, I think I'm a lion. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a lion. But Mel, Sherry and I are talking about it too because that was something we had in our Facebook group. We're like, what do y'all want to learn about? Because we're really going to, we're talking, it's not an intermittent fasting podcast. Yeah. It's about like everything else. That's, that's cool. Fasting because I'm so excited about that. But people, people really struggle with sleep. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, it's something that I've struggled with my whole life. Mm-hmm. As long as I can remember, like even middle school, high school, I was up so late and it would be horrible to wake up in the morning, but I could not, like, I'm not tired, which See? is. And, and you're just, your natural rhythm is out of sync with the, the yes. rhythm of, of the world. The and so, yeah, you're, right. You're trying to force yourself into the box that everyone else is in. Yeah, well, because I think that's what is normalized, right? And obviously, you know, I have to wake up for work in the morning. So, you know, there's only a certain amount of time that I can sleep, right? So I know it doesn't, it would feel good if I could wake up on my own, but I, that would but be I great. can't. So, you know, obviously I have work at nine, so got to wake up before. Yeah, I know. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're not sleeping, then, yeah. oh, it's miserable. you know, for, if, if you have, if you would like to sleep in because you've gone to bed so late, then right. nine is, that's a, oh, it's it tricky. is early. I mean, for me. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I'm looking forward to eventually getting a little bit better sleep. Um, and I'm working on it. Like I, I'm now I'm trying to do a lot more natural. Like I heard you guys talk about magnesium. So I'm taking a magnesium supplement now, you know, and just trying to do little things here and there. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I, I know it's miserable to not be able to sleep. I struggled with it more yeah, going through yeah. menopause. And oh, okay. that was really what took me down the road of restricting my wine consumption because I sleep so much better 
with no alcohol. Which is actually funny because if I if I have alcohol, I'm out like a light. Well, like see, but I, I go out like a light, but then I wake up all night long. Oh, interesting. Actually, you know what? I think that's that would probably be for me too. Yeah, I would wake up. Well, especially like mouth is dry, kind of, and you know, actually, now that you say that, yeah, I think I would wake up early. That, that's not what early, happens but to me, like throughout all the throughout night. the night. Yep. And I really didn't realize how bad it was until I got this bed that tracks my sleep. It's a sleep number bed. And, and it tracks my sleep and lets me know, like, it gives me different colors during the night. And it also lets me know what my heart rate is. And Oh, that's interesting. Yep. And so, like, I, I noticed when I would have alcohol, I would, my heart would be racing all night long. I would have lots of waking up. Yeah. And you see it there. You're like, oh, my gosh, that's alarming. Yeah. Well, I, now I kind of want to get a sleep number. <laughs> I know. I wish they sponsored me. Sleep right. Number, sponsor my podcast. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> speak so highly of you. Well, it's, it's really cool that the, the bed gives me all that data. We got one for the beach as well. Cause I just love, it's oh, a comfortable bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, especially when I, like when I was around the 212 uh, pound mark, mm-hmm. um, I had gotten this, well, basically when I had broken my foot, I had to get one surgery and then I, Basically, I've had to get another surgery because, so I didn't say this before, but the, the break, it was a really bad break. It breaks multiple, but I don't know how, but two doctors missed it. So I went for a month, actually a little more than a month. It was like a month and a half where I had this broken foot and people were saying, oh, you're fine. You're fine. Oh my gosh. Fine. Yeah. And I was in so much pain. But the problem is because I waited to have this surgery because I eventually saw a specialist and he was like, Oh yeah, Liz Frank fracture here and blah, blah, blah. Then I finally got the surgery, but because it was so late in the game, I guess I've developed arthritis in that foot. Um, and so the second surgery was to help alleviate some of that pain, which it has, but uh, there are two things. So I guess during that time where I was 212 pounds and going through the second surgery, I live alone. So I didn't know this, but my aunt came to stay with me to help like take care of me during that first week. Um, and she was saying how I snored so much. And before I had never snored, or at least, you know, people would tell me <laughs> that I didn't snore. I don't know. But, uh, but she said that I had, I was snoring and that also I noticed this myself, but I had kind of started to develop sleep apnea a little bit. Like I'd wake up in the middle of the night, my heart would be racing and I'd be like trying to catch my breath. Now all that's gone, which that's is awesome. very exciting. Yeah. I, I actually have a couple of non-scale victories. Oh, definitely you say. Yeah. Yeah. So Basically, not only from the weight, so I was 212, I actually in the first week, I know this was all water weight, but in the first week of me sticking to like a five hour window, I had lost 10 pounds Wow! in the that first week. That still feels good. Oh my 10 God, pounds it felt so it? good. That's, yes. Pick up 10 pounds of water bugs and carry them around. You can I, legit feel good about that. Yes. I, and again, I know it's not fat. fat I right. was not losing fat. I know it was water, but just having that mental victory of like, oh my God, it's, I'm seeing the scale go down for the first time ever, really, without trying, really. So, but then after that 10 pounds, I gradually started to lose about two pounds a week. And then in July, I actually, I had kind of, I've actually plateaued in July and I would like to lose a little bit more weight, but I kind of have 
loosened up a little bit because um, this is actually something that I wanted to talk about. Maybe you know, or Facebook members, I don't know, but I tried to look and I couldn't find anything. I actually have what's called telogen effluvium where it's, you're losing your hair. hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, in July, I started to lose like tons and tons of hair. And now I, I only have, honestly, it's less than half of what I used to have. Well, let, let's count back. With telogen effluvium, I had that. That happened for me when I did oh. keto. Okay. Keto. Interesting. It, it has to do with what your body perceives as a stressful event. Mm-hmm. Now, it's 2020. Count back from July, three months prior to that. Uh, what is that, June? Yeah, April. Yeah. Oh, uh, Were you really, really going through a lot of stress in April? Yeah. Yes. Was it pandemic-related yeah. stress? Pandemic-related, yeah, yeah. That with it, it may or may not be related to intermittent fasting for you. So whenever you you have you know, the hair loss that's related to stress, that type of hair loss, you count back about three months and say what happened then, and that's probably what it was. If you had a change or or a big stress, yeah, maybe. I mean. That makes sense because, well, I, I went to the doctor because I was really freaked out. It, I mean, it does freak you out. It freaked me out. Oh, my, oh God. my God. And the thing about it is once it has started. It, I mean, it still hasn't it, stopped. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's too, yeah. The, 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 the thing that caused it, it's over. So by the time you see it happening, it's already over. That's the thing that people need to understand. It's already over. Your body but then has to complete the process because it's pushing out all the old hairs. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you should see. I mean, you can And you've got now, the new but... ones coming in. Oh, my. I have so many. So, tiny yeah, I little... get it. Yeah. So it's over. So don't stress about it. And here's what's also, I think, a little funny. People always claim they did something that made the hair grow back. They're like, I started taking the supplement oh, and it yeah. all grew back. And I want to just say... <laughs> Well, you know, if you hadn't started taking that supplement, it also would have all grown yeah. back. Well, that's what I've, that's what I've heard. I yeah. Because the doctor was saying, she said it was the weight loss. Like, she was like, well, okay, it well, you've lost. Been. It could right. have been. It but depends I, on what your body perceived as the stress. As stress. Was it yeah. the weight loss or was it the pandemic? It, it's just, it's impossible to know. But the thing is, is that once... It's it's already it's already over and the regrow has to happen. So I look back. Well, and I I kind of just wish like the rest of it, whatever needs to come out, I just wish come it would come out so that I don't have to think about it anymore. It's like, a I lot think of hair every, coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the shower, your hairbrush. It's it's really scary it's and so sad. Scary. But I never had it again. Oh, like, and you can look. I have good hair. Yeah, but I look at the, hair. the pictures from 2015 <laughs> and. All the the pictures from 2015, I can tell my hair is thinner. Yeah, and oh, then I, it just I got better. It got yeah. better. So, oh, and I Hang know it's there. growing back. It's you just, can see it. Yeah, I can see it. It's just, it's. I think as a woman too, right? I mean, we we kind of identify okay. with our hair, and you know, seeing so much of it come out at one time. It's a lot. You wonder how you're not bald when you see so much of it in the shower. Thank you. Yes. I, I was like, how do I have any left? Yeah. I still to this day, I'm like, if I keep at this rate, really, I'm going to be bald. Like, I don't, I, but I have heard that you only lose, se- well, you can lose up to 70%. You'll always still have that 30%. I don't know if that's true, but I don't the, know either. I haven't the, heard the percentages, but I didn't, I didn't yeah. look at that part. So, I mean, it's, that's what I've researched, but again, I am not a doctor. I have no idea if that's a hundred percent true. Um, but I was, yeah, I guess I was just wondering, like, I know you said you've gone through it with keto, but 
I have felt so alone this whole time because I hadn't really been able to, like I even searched the podcasts and stuff and I hadn't really seen anything. I don't know if we've talked about it, really. I'm not sure if we have. We may have. It may have come up in a question, but, you know, can intermittent fasting cause it? Yes, if if your body perceives it as a stress. Well, I hope now it doesn't perceive it as a stress because I want this to... But that might not have been it for you. Right. It's hard to say. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess there were a lot of... It was a stressful Stresses going on. I mean, and they're still going on. They right are. Now, but they are. I hope that the intermittent fasting is not what my body perceives as a stress because I want to live this well, way do you feel good? for the rest of my life. Yes. Then, then that's I not feel it. good. And then your body is not perceiving it as a stress. Because remember when you were doing all the crazy dieting oh, yeah. and then you were binging? That was because your body perceived that as a stress. And then it sent you the binge, binge, binge signals. And so now you feel good. And so that's how you know. When you feel better and better, you know that you're on the right track. And when you feel worse and worse, that's when you know you're on the wrong track. And But we're so used to pushing down those feelings. Well, right. Ex- exactly. Actually, you know what's really interesting? There was another thing that Jason Fung said. Now it just kind of popped into my head. When he was saying, he said in his book, he said, basically this move less. Or eat I'm less, sorry. move more. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Eat less, eat move less, more. Eat less, move more. He was saying you know, doctors continue to prescribe this, right? But why then are there still overweight doctors? Well, right. <laughs> and that also, I was just like, wow. Mind blown. Uh, yeah. like, Are and, they just and, unable to follow the advice? Right. Like, No, what, it's that the advice is not. Is bad. Really it's good. not good advice. Yeah. <laughs> and that, anyway, that, that was another thing that blew my mind. I just kind of thought of it. But I guess for non-scale victories, I have a couple written down because okay. I didn't want to forget them. And some of them are really interesting. So I had a I had a skin tag on my wrist and I had had it for years. And all of a sudden it was gone. Like I don't know when it happened. I don't know if it fell off. I don't know if it just gradually disintegrated, but I'll, I looked one day and it wasn't there. And Did you know like, that those are related to high levels of insulin? No, I didn't. They are. Mm-hmm. Skin tags are related to hyperinsulinemia. So if you have chronically high levels of insulin, you're likely to have skin tags along with prediabetes, obesity, all the other things. So losing skin tags is a fabulous sign that you're becoming metabolically oh, healthy. That is oh. great. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking about it for vanity's sake, but also no. now, I mean, that's fantastic. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yeah, I mean, well, and I guess too, you know, I think during that time, I was eating a lot of crap, like junk, right? So that makes sense. I was foregoing the, the healthy foods for the junk. The easy you know, to count. The easy to count. And, you know, and then when I would binge or cheat, right, then those meals would never be healthy. They would be, you know, takeout and ice cream and, you know, whatever it was. So, so yeah, anyway, I have the skin tag. And then I also, so that arthritis in my foot that I talked about, that has improved so much. I still... I still have pain when I walk, um, but it is so much better. I can't even, because I think also it had to do with how overweight I was. I was putting more pressure on my joints and my foot, but wow, it is, it's made such a difference. Like when I walk my dog, I don't, I would constantly be thinking about it when I was that heavy, but now sometimes during the walk, I don't, I don't even feel it. Yeah. Which has been so wonderful. Uh, And obviously I'm not, I have actually since November, I can, November, 2019, I can say that I have not binged. Oh, that's huge. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I have not binged once in almost a year. That's so huge. It's been incredible. Yeah. And I think it's because before I would, my whole day consisted of thinking of food. Like I would just be thinking like, okay, when can I have breakfast? When's my snack? Okay. Lunch. What am I going to have for lunch? Okay. Next snack, dinner, dessert. Like I would just constantly be thinking about it. And now, I mean, I open my window and I eat exactly, I mean, what I want, but obviously it's not like junk, right? I, I'm not eating junk. You don't want Because I don't want it. Right. Yeah. I mean, sure. There are some days when I'm like, oh, I could go for a croissant and then I have a croissant. Exactly. And I, it's fine. But I eat what I want and I'm full, not uncomfortably full, but satisfied, satisfied. And I've never had that. Yeah. I have never had that except for when I was binging because when I would binge, finally I'd feel overstuffed, but that was the only time that I could feel full. Whereas now after a meal, and I think we're supposed to eat with satisfaction and feel satisfied and full. I think we're supposed to, it feels good. Overly full doesn't. No. Yeah. No, but it doesn't feel good. But, but it feels good. Feel, yeah, that full feeling, it's freeing <laughs> because I'm, it doesn't, it makes me not think about food all day. I'm not constantly, I'm not binging, which is wonderful because I feel 
like, okay, if I want that you know, McDonald's hamburger, I can have it. But You're do I really it. want it? Yeah. But do I really want it? Not particularly. Like, right, there are other things that I would rather have. So, I don't know. I, I, that, the not binging thing That's has huge. been huge for me. And just, like, my mental health in general. Because not only do I feel better, but also just... Mentally, my mind is not clogged with, oh, you're so fat, like eat this, you know, and just those constant revolving thoughts. That's been absolutely huge. And then uh, there was one other thing. Oh, oh, yeah. And also uh, the mental clarity that I get during work. Wow. I, that was something that I was not expecting because I remember, you know, at work, I would hit this like morning lull after breakfast and I just wouldn't want to do anything. And then, you know, lunch would come and then this afternoon lull again, I would have, and I just could not, I was tired and I didn't want to work, but now, Oh my God, I can just go through the day and then it passes. And I'm like, how did, where, where did, did the they, day go? Yeah. Where yeah. did the day go? Cause you were productive the whole time. I was productive the whole time. And now for like a lunch break, I'll go on a walk and that's what I want to do. I'm not hungry. I mean, you talk about mechanical hunger. Like sometimes I'll have the mechanical hunger. The stomach but, will growl. Oh, and there was one, actually one other thing that you said that this, I can't remember when you've said it, but I know you've said it a lot where I, I, I now know that hunger is not an emergency. And that was huge for me because before hunger was an emergency. Like if I was hungry, I was angry. I needed to find food immediately. And now I, I just don't feel that way anymore. And that is so freeing. It, it really is. You're, you're no longer, you're held prisoner with the thought that I've got to eat at this, you know, special time. Right. right. You exactly. do. Yeah. You know, today I'm opening my window later than I norm- have been lately. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal, right? I feel fine. Yeah. <laughs> You'll make it. You know, yes, you might have a little hunger, but you know, I'll eat. It's not going to be a problem. But before, I'm telling you, I was a slave to being hungry and I was a slave to food and I'm not anymore. And it is so wonderful. <laughs> That's a good feeling. So how much weight have you lost overall? I know you just told us a whole bunch of non-scale victories. I know yeah. you also said you're on a plateau and not where you want to be yet, but Yeah, yes, yes. So I've I have in total lost right now, well, I've in total lost about 64 pounds. Wow. About. I guess that's that is <laughs> the number, 64 pounds. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. That's huge and it's not a year yet. So No, and it's not a year that's yet. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. But like you said, I have hit a plateau and I can't tell whether or not it's because I have kind of let up on, like I still eat healthy. Right. But like maybe I know the hair thing really kind of threw me off. And so I was like, oh my God, well, maybe I need to back off a little bit. Okay. And then mentally I kind of have got out of the, I don't I really don't know what's different, but I think that really shocked me. And so I, I, I don't know if that has to do with the plateau or, you know, maybe I need to even more change what I'm eating and eat a little cleaner and maybe not have, you know, what I don't know if I want a donut, I usually eat a donut. Right. But I don't, I don't know. I would say give it some time and you know, plateaus do happen along the way just because your body's regrouping and then you'll continue to lose. Um, but do you have fast feast repeat? 
Actually, no, I don't have it yet, but I have it like in my Amazon okay. wish list. Well, yeah. when you get it, turn straight to the scale schmale chapter. Uh-huh. And I want you to have other ways of measuring and talk about this in that chapter. You know, your, your honesty pants, photos. Yeah. Yeah. The photos make me, uh, sometimes the photos are hard to look at. I, I did. Well, I get it. Yeah. I did take photos of, in the beginning. Now I, I kind of go by close size and the scale. Unfortunately, I still go by the scale. Well, see, I do too, but I had gained a little bit of weight. I, I don't know if it was pandemic or I don't know if it was menopause. I'm not really sure. We were drinking a lot more alcohol during that early days of the pandemic, but I didn't, didn't stop fitting in my clothes. You know, I don't weigh myself, so I don't know what my number was, but I could tell that my honesty pants were a little tight. So I took a photo in May. Okay. Of, of, from all the different angles. And I had a little muffin top and those honesty pants. And then I just recreated the same exact photo with the same exact pants, same exact angles and I'm completely back to normal. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. you know, the pants told the truth, and I, I had a little muffin top, and now that's gone. So, <laughs> but I mean, I didn't have to do anything crazy. I have not been drinking alcohol. Yeah. See, I don't drink alcohol that much. I only do it. Well, that was like, my socially. That was, yeah. So, that was the thing that was bothering my body. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was drinking too much. I mean, you know. When I say that, I mean more frequently during the week. Right. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know. <laughs> Having tons of wine no, or tons no. of, yeah, no. I it wasn't a problem. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. a problem drinker. But no. I realized, gosh, you know, it's affecting my sleep. And, mm-hmm. hmm. Maybe this isn't that. It's not working. Right. And I'm, I'm really yeah. trying to make it right work now. for me. I don't think it's working for me. And so that's the only thing I've changed. Yeah. And my honesty pants are, are perfect. You know what it is? I think, I think I know what I need to do. I just... I probably do don't yeah I I just don't I'm not ready to or it's not that I'm not ready I think one I could definitely clean up my foods a little bit Mm -hmm. I could I know I could definitely do that but then also it's funny after work I think I've created this habit where after work when I end at like let's say 5 30 or 6 or whatever then I'll immediately eat and I also have this thing where mentally it makes me feel healthier when I don't restrict myself for time once I've started eating. Well, I think that you should keep doing that then. If it does, yeah. if it feels good, don't start, you know, open your window. If, if it makes you feel mentally good, keep doing that. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I've noticed, like I can't, because then if I say, oh, I'm going to stop eating at 10, then I feel that kind of diet mentality come back and I don't want that. So but what I think I have, but, but then what happens is sometimes that means my window gets longer and longer, right? Because if I start at six, you know, and then I stop at 12 or one, then obviously that's six, seven hours. So I think what I need to do is, you know, my sleep is not changing anytime soon. So I just need to push through a little bit and make my window more like five hours again. Um, because I think being... Being strict in some ways is a little too window creep. Window yeah. creep happening. Yeah, I, I feel my window creeping. I get exactly. That. Yeah. And, so and, see, and that's what wine was doing for me. It was causing window creep because I would, you know, I mentioned earlier that I'm closing my window earlier. Yeah. Just because now because of the wine. I'm, well, because I yeah. was having the glass of wine and then after dinner I continued to have the the wine. Yeah. You know, I was finishing it. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. I needed a little something after that. So it might be nine o'clock. Right. And it, the only reason my window kept going is because I was drinking the wine and then had to f- close it up with something. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm not doing that anymore. 
Yeah. And I think that's what I need to do. I'm not going to restrict myself when, because when I open my window, I, I have to keep my window open just for my mental sanity. I might not eat past 10, but just knowing that I can makes me feel good. But I think if I can push my window back a little bit, because I have started to eat later than mm-hmm. 10, like 11, but you have to remember, I also go to bed right. later. So like at like two, two thirty. So, you know, but I think if I push my window back a little bit, the problem is, is I think because I've created a habit and maybe other people can, I don't know, relate, uh, but because I've created a habit with a time now I'm like, Oh, six o'clock, like time to eat. And then I, I get hungry. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And you'll, you'll figure it out. And really this is just, you know, you've done great. And so give your body some time. Plateaus are natural. You just your body regroups. Well, we are almost out of time. Okay. Yeah. So what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Yeah. I think when I first started one, I would want myself to do more research, but also know that just because someone is telling you, Oh, 16, eight is going to work for you or alternate day fasting is the answer that might not be your answer. Right. And I, I with the 16, eight, I was really upset when it didn't work for me. So I think just telling myself that and also be kind to your body. Um, that's another huge one. I was so mean <laughs> to myself and my body. And if you just, I think I would tell myself, if you just stick to it, the results will come. Yeah. And just in the middle, like in the meantime, just be kind to yourself. Well, I love that. And you know, the healing that you've gone through, the mental healing yeah. oh my God. is just yeah. as important as the physical healing. Right. And it, it gets better. <laughs> that's what I would also it say. Does it does get gets better. better. It gets better. The hunger won't be there because before, obviously, right? In the adjustment period. Yeah. yeah, you're hungry, mm-hmm. but it gets better. Don't worry. It does get better. And, you know, sometimes people that are new, they'll say, well, when I stop intermittent fasting, will I regain the weight? <laughs> and I'm like, you're not going to stop. Yeah. You're not yeah, going to yeah. want to. <laughs> I, can, I cannot see myself eating all day now no. because if I do, I don't feel great. Right. I really don't feel great. So I can't even imagine going back to that. No, no. I can't. So, Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for being here today. And I so really much. enjoyed talking to you. I enjoyed talking to you too. Thank you. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.